Hello? Who is this? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stay on the Line, a horror genre podcast. I almost stuttered. Hosted and created by me, Tara Card, and every week I bring in a guest or plural to bring, wait, nope, I already brought him in, uh, to talk about a horror topic or genre or category of some sort related to horror. What are words? I don't fucking know. But this week I have two guests. We have one that was already on the podcast. So hello, Winnie. Hi. This is when you. Hello. I'm glad to be back. And I'm glad to be here as well. And we also have Atomic Annie in their house, not my house, um, because you live like, don't you live on the west side? Yeah. Not the west side, the west coast. I live near San Francisco. That's the west of me. (laughs) The west side of your house. I mean, if you go west, she'll find you. So, Annie, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. What what have you babes been up to? I've been taking a little break from drag because I have been a working lady. Um, But other than that, I'm just trying to make money. Uh, I'm moving in August, so I'm trying to get ready for that. Where are you going? I'm going to school in New York. Oh, oh, so you're big time. You're going to get your fucking degree, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, because New York has never seen a he-they with an androgynous sense of style. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'll be a first, frankly. (laughs) Yeah, I think you might be the first. Winnie, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I mean, I've been, she's been a working lady too, honestly. Um, And honestly, other than that, again, I'm, I'm boring as fuck. So I'm just kind of, I've just kind of been sitting at home mindlessly watching YouTube and Netflix. Watching the best Drag Race show ever, Drag Race Down Under, of course. Oh, yeah. My favorite, my favorite (laughs) season ever. I genuinely have not watched like probably more than five minutes of that show. So, And that's okay. (laughs) That shit was incredible. How lazy that entire production of that season was crazy talk about a horror story maybe i should (laughs) i should have reviewed subway rapper dress (laughs) wait was that a thing she dressed in this like l cut dress that was like chevrons of the subway colors that had pleats that made it look like a rapper but that's not it it ended at the knees uh like a nina west dress and then Right below, she had like bell-bottom boot covers. So it was like socks that bell-bottomed, but then you could still see the shoes. And it was all in this like white, yellow, and green fat. Zaldi needs to be fired. I'm like, I'm trying to find it. Can someone send this to me? Because it says, also not you like dragging Nina West. (laughs) You're like, it was a terrible length. Her skirts should be higher. Shout out to Nina West. Hi. Because she's I, listening. I want to find, yeah, she's a big fan of the show. And I'm not saying <laughs> that because she's inside. Drag Race Sound Under, they don't even have a freaking Instagram account, do they? They don't have an Instagram account. And that's also, okay. They filmed it like a month before they released the cast. Honestly, that's probably why there was no promo. There was no yeah. promo. They didn't even audition people. They asked people to come. Oh, they said, Uh-oh. you've done blackface before. Do you want to be on a show? <laughs> you look uh, like a star. But now we're going to talk about a, a, a true horror, which is this movie that I was like, hey, we should watch this because like it's June, gay stuff. I don't know. Um, gay rights. It's, <laughs> gay, gay right, just one. 
Just one. This this movie was a gay wrong. Yeah. Okay, it was a gay wrong. At, at one point, I was like, and I said this metaphor. I was like, I was along for the ride. I wasn't really feeling Same. the ride, but I was like, this driver is gonna get me to the destination. And eventually, when I saw the destination, I was a, I was ready to just tug and roll out of the car. Like it Same. was just going. I don't know where. It all um, summed up how I feel about it too. Yeah. So we watched Spiral, not to be confused with the sauce. There's a sauce spinoff called Spiral as well, too. That's coming out soon. Yeah. It's not that movie with, I think it has Chris Rock in it, which I'm excited yeah. to see that. Wonder, I wonder how that will do. Probably better than this movie. We watched this movie that came out in 2019, 2020, starring Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, our favorite Drag Race Canada judge. Of the pod. Sorry, Canada's Drag Race. Yeah, CDR. Um, It also has Ari Cohen. He plays Aaron. I didn't know anyone's names uh, except for... Me neither. (laughs) I also don't know that they like (laughs) hold us their name, to be fair. Like until the middle of the movie. Yeah. Malik. (laughs) Yeah, Malik. I just kept writing down... uh, jbc jbc in the house so to yeah me, i like, just said jeff he like halfway through the film kind of turned a switch for me where like at first i was like it's just he can't play anyone else but besides like a weho gay yeah and then halfway through the film i was like is he a good actor is he eating this performance and like i don't really know how i feel now but it was like kind of good towards the end yeah I think he did the best with what he had. He with the material. Had. Yeah. <laughs> very vague script. We also have Jeffrey Boyd Chapman's booger in this movie, Jennifer Laporte. That's Kayla, who is Aaron's Let's... daughter. So Aaron has a daughter and Aaron is in a relationship with Malik, aka Jeffrey Boyd Chapman. And it's, they like hint at it that it's like, oh, is this like a sugar baby, sugar daddy situation? They addressed it in the movie. They were fully like looking for a third gaze. I was like, not this. Yeah. Not oh this. my God. <laughs> they like hired a gay intern for the day to just put in like random like gay. <laughs> I don't I, even know like virtue signals. I really do think that's what happened. I really, cause there was like, I was like, not the stereotypes, not the like. Cause this is like some some some. Can we talk about also shit. how like yeah. the one gay interracial couple moving to a small town moves into a pink house? Yeah, like the the pink red house that's like, like very the vibrant pink house. And they're like, you got to show people who you are. I was like, it is 1995, which I did not figure it out until like right. the very oh, end. Oh yeah, that's right. to say, JBC is a very 2021 kind of person. Yeah, it was yeah. very. It didn't correlate, especially when he was talking about like. I guess we'll get into this movie. Let me talk about the director. So this movie was directed by Curtis David Harder. Curtis, <laughs> Curtis, you can't see me because I, if you're listening to this podcast, this friend of the pod, very popular podcast. Curtis, if you're listening to this, don't ever write a movie uh, or direct a movie about gay people. Uh, I don't know if he is gay, but this he felt a little. Be. <laughs> he shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't be. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I don't know what you were going on with this movie. Um, also, anyway, you could have, hit, you could, in the words of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, you could have used this time a lot of ways, but you should use it better, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the same with Colin uh, Minahan and John Pollockin. They wrote this movie. They've also done some other horror movies, too. Same with Curtis. They've been on a movie called Stillborn, which still don't know what that movie's about. Still don't born. Yeah. Um, I still don't care. Um, but... I don't know if they are gay people or know a gay person. Probably they do. That's where they get these stereotype movies from. But 
It seems to me like a little weird to write a movie in the perspective of a Black queer man in the 90s when everyone that's in charge of this movie is white. Yeah. And on this podcast, everyone is white. I'm acknowledging that. I'm acknowledging that. I didn't think that was going to be like a topic of this movie. I thought it was just going to be like, they're faggots. You know what I mean? But like trigger (laughs) warning, this is like a lot of homophobia in this movie, racism in this movie, very blatant racism at the end of this movie. And it's just like, who co-signed this? It's a little strange to me, para me. Yeah, it felt very like in the way that Get Out was executed so perfectly in terms of how it was social commentary, but in no way felt like a cash grab. It felt like a genuine piece of film that spoke for itself and spoke to a larger issue. This felt like a really messy version of that. And I think it was just kind of like, almost like ill-conceived. Like, I understand the point that they were trying to drive kind of at the end. Of... Annie, do you want to give us like a non-spoiler synopsis of this movie? So basically, uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's character, Malik, moves into this small town that I don't really think we're given a name or really much of a location for. It's just small and it's always overcast. Yeah. Um, And it's 1995. And we see in the opening scene of the movie that Malik was a victim of a hate crime when he was young, accompanied by like another young man that he was hooking up with. Um, And it's clear that that just is a plot line and is kind of a pillar of his character from the start. And him his boyfriend and his boyfriend's kid. Also, his boyfriend who was much older than him. Like, yes. Not, not Jeffrey Boyer Chapman starring alongside Prince Philip for this film. He what the age gap was significant. I need it to was, see this too. I need to know the age gap because it was very like I don't even prominent. think it was that dramatic, but Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is just aging like a fine wine. And this poor man that they had him next to was just the most mediocre looking dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. His Wikipedia doesn't even have his age. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I feel like this was his first. <laughs> it could have been. Oh my God. Does this not have his age? <gasps> only. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. How old is this man? I don't think his birthday is on the internet. Because I know JBC, I looked it up. JBC is, I think, like 35 or 36. Yeah. Does this man not have his birthday on the internet? <laughs> I guess he was like, take it down. <laughs> oh my God. What an enigma. He is. Ari, his name is Ari Cohen. Who are you, Ari? To be fair, as someone who uh, is extremely Jewish and shares a last name uh, with Ari, uh, that is such a, that's such a popular name. And you could just be looking up like the old like bar mitzvah logs of the Ari Cohens of like the Westchester Jewish community or something. No, I see his like picture up in this like wiki and all this stuff, but it doesn't have Wild. his birthday. He I was think a we cast with him at a cool 1926. Yeah, he definitely looks like an oh, a white old dad, though. Yeah. Significantly is older than Jeffrey Boyer Chapman in this movie. And I think that's on purpose because there's this like dialogue between the daughter and Malik. They're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't, I'm not fucking your dad for money. I have money. What not fucking JBC talking to this kid like she's Jimbo? It was yeah. Too much. Also, like. Okay, I guess we'll start with this movie. Like, they drive to this new town, and then you can kind of see, like, the daughter is not into this couple because they go to hold hands, and the daughter's like, mm, fucking, fucking queer. Millie really Bobby Browning. Yeah, she was like, I wish I was driving this car because I had to drive it right off the fucking bridge. Yeah, when I see a faggot, I floor it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but oh, a cool funny thing. So uh, we have a cheap jump scare, which did get me of like something hitting their car and whoa, it's a spiral oh, wow. on the car. Oh. Wait, I didn't uh, even notice that. I didn't notice that either. I oh, just really? Said, oh. <laughs> my was spiral or were you yeah. just like immediately looking for clues? Oh my God. Oh, I was just going to say, no, my note was just, oof, something went flat. No, I literally saw it was a spiral. That's magic like, sense. I've taken three film classes. I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think I can spot a spiral. <laughs> this, is, this movie is so cringy, cringy trigger warning. If you are or know somebody who is a homosexual, you will cringe at this movie because the dialogue. That's a good name for this movie, though. Cringy trigger warning because it's very (laughs) serious topics, but done handled in just the most messy way. Yeah. So, like, when there, you know, like some dialogues can be like very nonchalant when it's brought up, but no, it's very much like Jeffrey Boy Chapman. Like they're eating pizza on the ground, which you get definitely foley of Jeffrey eating pizza he's like he's like i need them to believe it yeah (laughs) and he's telling kayla who's probably like 17 because she's a senior in high school they had us believe that 30 year old woman was 16 by the way i wrote it down (laughs) that actress was not 16 and they a sophomore i thought they said senior oh wait was she really a sophomore she was supposed to be 16 Maybe she doesn't have her birthday up. Oh, and my phone froze. Okay, well, I guess we'll never know. Did you? Okay, speaking of old, Pretty Little Liars. Have y'all watched Pretty Little Liars before? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So what's her name? Allison, the like mean girl or whatever. Bitch, she was 12 when they all filmed that and she lied about her age. And everyone else in that show was like 30 and 29. I was like, not this 12-year-old bullying y'all. And then literally like 13 reasons whying herself. Like, wow. <laughs> but she wasn't even 13. Yeah, this whole master plan that she created. Anyways, pretty little master plan. Crazy. Take your ass to Gov. Yeah. Master plan. Bitch, we need fucking child support up in this bitch. <laughs> Not the burps. Also, that actress, I don't care what her other movies are. I only know her from the movie GBF. Is that gay best friend or something? Have you seen that film? No, but that sounds was like... she in that? <laughs> that shit is, is like this movie, but without the trigger warning. It's just great. Oh. So yeah, they're eating pizza and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's character is like telling his first time he lost his virginity. And he's talking about like being in the club. Like I saw club kids and the Queens. I was like, okay, we're, we're, <laughs> we're unpacking not only the materials in this house, but also the faggotry. I bet, I bet you're- he, for CDR. I've been yeah. to clubs. I've seen the Queens. I've heard yeah. of a queen before. It's very much like, I feel like he was just like, oh, let me tell y'all what we really do. And the writers were like, okay, like that makes sense. Yeah, he says, I know queens. I, I'm i married to her, the queen of England's fucking husband. He knows RuPaul, so he basically knows drag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, very weird thing. Kayla is like, dad, how did you lose your virginity? Mom. And I was just like, okay, well, Stop. this is awkward. <laughs> I don't need to know that from my parents at all. And I don't need to know that from these people, frankly. No. It's the next day and he calls Kayla, this is Malik, aka Jeffrey Boy Chapman. He calls Kayla Booger, which seems like the most forced thing ever. Listen, he got that lingo from the Queens that he- Yeah. And did y'all notice that this was like an old movie, like right away? Because I thought this was like modern times- for it on YouTube. Oh, you oh, did? No, no, I meant... <laughs> I meant <laughs> old times, 2019. I meant, like, where it's dated. I did not realize it was dated until, like, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was, like, working on his computer, and it was an old-ass computer and then an old-ass TV. 
Yeah. I I hadn't pieced it together. I was watching it with my brother and he was like, wait, what is that computer? And then I was like, I don't know. I figured, you know how they always have like really old iPhones in movies just because of like reflection or whatever. Yeah. I figured it was that, but I was like, God, that's an old computer. And I also didn't gather that like those creepy videos of that homophobic guy, he was like ghostwriting the book for. Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't that until that the was. end of the movie. Right. I was like confused. I was like, stop watching that. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Winnie? Like, what did you like? Did you realize it was like an old movie until the end or like what? Yeah, I think I, it took me a while until like I saw like the old computer and like, the, like you said, like the old phones and like that stuff. I don't know. I'm just basically just repeating what, what y'all No, said, it's okay. I feel like this is a good place for me to ask these questions because they were never answered in the film. Who are they? Why are they moving? And what is the story? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. know. Who are these people? Did they move for work? <laughs> we never learned what the dad does. He just comes home. Yeah, because uh, he's like, wait, do y'all hear that? It's nothing. It's quiet out here. Yeah. And that was an epic prank from Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, the pool dad that literally has no personality except for gaslighting his partner. Like held his fucking gay black partner by the shoulders and was like, I acknowledge your trauma, but shut up. Like that was exactly. wild. Also blatantly is like ignoring the racist neighbor. So it's like the next day and the one of the neighbors comes by and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, he's cutting down a branch because he woke up in the middle of the night from this branch hitting his window. And she's like, oh, yay, I brought you this flower thing and it's going to bloom something, whatever weird. And she's like, I didn't know if I, you were here, but I saw your gardener. I was like, not, not this. Not this. Not Elliot with two T's making her debut in the film. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, her name was Tiffany. That sounds like a fucking racist <laughs> Tiffany ass with name. Two T's. Tiffany with two F's, two T's. He's like, oh, that's not my gardener. That's my partner. And then Jeffrey Boyd Chapman shows up and they hug and they're gay. And she's like, oh. I love I, that. that was the extent of it. We've never seen any of you here before. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's a red flag. And that actress, that this was her definitely her first film because she was uncomfortable with these lines. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I think her purpose was to be uncomfortable because she's like, physically is like, I don't like you faggots. <laughs> she, she was trying to be Azalea Banks, but hide it. She was like, oh, that's, you're, you guys are gay. That's exciting. We don't have any of you in town. And I just wrote down, oh my God, I'm cringing. She was like, oh my God, look, honey faggots. How nice. Oh my God, gays. And then I just wrote down not the homophobia and racism that Aaron ignores. I don't, my question is when your partner is like throughout the movie, like calling you crazy and saying like, you're just paranoid because of what happened to you. Why would there, were, he never told him that their house was broken into and there were spray painted faggots. He never told his partner. Yeah, that was really annoying. Why? It's both of your homes. If someone broke into my house, I would immediately tell the people I lived with. He like insists on a phone call with someone who I'm not even sure is alive that- Plot twist, that person was dead the whole time. Right, yeah. That was just the person that he was like in a hate crime thing with, right? Like, was that his partner, his ex? What I gathered from that, so spoiler alert, throughout the movie, like, JBC kind of gets paranoid and, like, we're kind of supposed to believe that, like, his trauma is in the background because the biggest issue is, like, the creepy neighbors and he sees them doing this weird ceremonial dance. And then, like, at one point, this guy, old man who's just been watching him and gave him this weird cryptic piece of paper with all these dates, like, 
we're supposed to believe that the main kind of problem in this movie is this like cult. And then at some point it kind of switches when you learn uh, after a really big fight from Malik and his husband that the guy that he had been talking to, who we were supposed to believe was the adult of the guy he experienced. That yeah, night, Liam. Liam. We realize about halfway through the movie that Liam actually was never alive. And then we kind of switch gears and then it's like, JBC was crazy the whole time. So maybe yeah. that stuff isn't real. It but was then, insane to throw that in at the end though. Speaking of throwing it in, yeah. what happened to the guy on the bridge? The guy who was running at them? What was that? Where did that go? <laughs> that was a cheap ripoff of Get Out, the gardener running. Yeah. yeah. Like it's really hard. <laughs> it's hard to follow up with this movie because like so much happened so yeah um, plot lines halfway through yeah i mean what you just said like you just brought up like so many things of like okay they're making him seem like he's crazy plot twist he kind of is crazy so i guess he's not a reliable narrator and then it's like no he is a reliable narrator but he's still crazy he's it was crazy the whole time but crazy people can be right which was like the moral of the story yeah yeah also they do have a gay dance scene that someone does stare down from the outside they're like oh yeah kayla got a job she's dancing we love that also when he was like showing kayla the pictures of him in drag and he was oh like God. yeah just like all the queens i used rice as boobs i've never heard of that rice <laughs> i've i know rice some people who boobs. have used rice for the boobs you never heard that before no it's like Socks. Yeah, like yeah, socks. literally rice. No, I I definitely know some queens have used rice for you boobs. Santino rice as boobs. Yeah, they use his fucking right. anti-vax ass as boobs. But yeah, I I know a couple of queens, and it's really heavy. Like it's really fucking heavy. I'm like, why do y'all have this in? That scene was just there were so many things throughout the movie where it was like unrelated to what the conversation was, but they had to throw in like reminder he's very gay. He puts that photo up on this board and it's mainly for the audience to be like, the photo's gone. Someone broke into the house. But also earlier in the movie, someone broke in and wrote faggots in their room, like in their house. And then Jeffrey Boyer Chapman just doesn't say anything about that. He doesn't mention the photo. He gets a whole security system installed. And then instead of Aaron being like, okay, I understand. Aaron's like, how could you do that? Yeah, I was like, what What the fuck? <laughs> It was just so weird to me that like, like there were clearly some issues in this relationship. And for a lot of the movie, it was kind of seeming like the moral of the story was like, don't trust people with drama because they're crazy. And like a lot of what his, what was the partner's name again? Aaron or Malik? Aaron. It was Aaron. And yeah, Aaron. Aaron like throughout the movie was basically like, oh, you have this hunch as a black gay person, I'm gonna ignore it. You're crazy. How yeah. could you get a security system in this small white town? Like, it there was so much gaslighting on the part of his husband that like, yeah. you, you there's just not someone like about I don't know three quarters away through the movie like you don't trust anyone because you don't trust the main character, you don't trust the neighbors, and you don't trust the husband and the kids. Yeah, are like, oh, the kid's an asshole. But one thing like that really annoys me about Aaron's character. He's like, we don't live in Chicago anymore. And then he like unlocks the house. He's like, we don't need to keep our doors locked. I was like, what? Bitch, what? Unless you you live outside the fucking US, bitch, keep your fucking doors locked. Like, what the fuck? You shouldn't have to live in Chicago or any major city to know to that. To know like, that. If you yeah. have a place that is yours, keep that shit locked. Like, that's what you're asking to be robbed. Yeah. Or like murdered. <laughs> Mur- murdered. 
Moided. Moided. But also, they couldn't pick a motif in this movie. Like, there was the, like, blood on the daughter in the middle of the night. Yeah. From raccoons leaking through the ceiling, which was a really... As one does. As bad as this movie was, I was, like, pretty scared. Like, I... I thought it was really scary until the like they decided to throw in this like bloody like lady ghost and then i was like this is oh, so yeah <laughs> that, that was so unnecessary. <laughs> i forgot about that they added ghosts yeah. into this movie yeah she was I'm literally just like goat. yeah the gay ghost she was just like here's some tapes was I'm like, gay. here are the tapes here are some tapes i'm gay and i'm dead Winnie, what did when did you like because you said that there were some scary parts in this movie what are like some parts that you did end up liking i guess in the first part of this movie because like let's be honest like nothing's going on for a a main part of this movie except for them gaslighting the fuck out of malik and the neighbors like him meeting the neighbors and he's seen like cult shit but aaron doesn't trust him it's really weird honestly nothing comes to mind right now because i was honestly during that movie i was just too busy being mad about all the gaslighting that was happening (laughs) but um yeah like annie said i think the rodents were pretty like ah rodents yeah just bleeding all over this girl which of course is probably a part of this ritual which i realized like at the end when i was just remembering like it's a ritual sacrifice thing about a, a virgin, like a virgin sacrifice, which I wasn't realizing until Wait, like that was it. It was a virgin. Yeah, because when she goes, "Oh, I've never done this before," and he's like, "No, we can wait," and I was like, "Okay," that just clicked in my head like a few minutes ago. That it they had also a- when they killed the lesbian couple, like they had a daughter as well mm-hmm. who was young. Okay, what well, doesn't make sense? So the old man was their grandpa, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, what was confusing to me, and part of what I liked, because it it was actually scary, was all of the scenes with the old man, especially when he was like, Malik was looking around, and then there was just like a figure with like a flashlight right in the window. Like that shit would scare the fuck out of me if I was looking around my house. There was just someone with a flashlight looking into my window. There were so many, like it didn't, the movie kept like getting in its own way. It would like be going somewhere and then it would abandon a plot line or like put in some cheap, like CGI ghost or just kind of like, it kind of bit itself in the head in a lot of ways. And then it got like at that final, like three minutes of the movie, just there was cannibalism for some reason. Yeah. What was that? Was that the version sacrifice? I think so. I think it was, which I kind of liked that reveal. It was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I kind of liked that reveal, but it also was just like, this movie is branching out into like in so many different ways, but it's not going to the goal. It's just branching out so many different ways instead of going yeah. straight. Have either of you seen the Vitch, the movie? Like the witch movie, like the Vitch. Yeah, it was like the yeah, the Vitch. <laughs> Vitch. Uh I've seen a little bit of it. At the very end, like they that movie is a really good exercise in like how to do a plot twist ending in the last like 30 seconds of a film. And I think that it went from like get out to hereditary to the witch as the movie progressed. And it, it felt like so derivative, but they were trying to like get cookies for doing something that included like a yeah. social commentary. It was honestly like really like hereditary with too much social commentary trying to be like get out. Cause if they just went with the cult thing, I would have been, 
I think I would have been fine with that. It's not a happy ending. I get it, whatever. But to add the like super paranormal and then to add like the ghost and then to add the the dead boyfriend that's not really real. And I felt like the budget for this movie was really low. That's like the impression that I got. Let's see what the budget of this movie was. Also, they included an actor from Riverdale, which is already a red flag. Wait, which one? I don't watch that show. The neighbor husband, like the one. Oh, Marshall was. Marshall oh, I just... looked like Betty's dad in Riverdale. I watched that shit out of hate. And then I was like, I hate it. Like, I, I can't watch it anymore. It's just I... a lot of Cross cheesy camp. stuff. He's been in a lot of cheesy shit because I know him from like this really bad Christmas movie. I know him from Scary know. Movie. <laughs> With he the first scary movie. Really is all over the map. He's yeah. never really in good stuff. Watch Christmas Mail. I don't know if anyone else noticed this. Maybe I was just nitpicking because I was looking for something in this movie. But when they were, when the grandpa died and they were out in the cold and there was the ambulance, Mm -hmm. when uh, Malik's partner came out and he was like, what's going on? One of his ears was like bright red. And it was, I was like, what's going on with this actor? Like, I, it looked like he was like having a reaction to something. And then they were like, no, we have to film. Like you're on the clock. And one just I can see if I can find the frame. One of his ears was like bright red, and I was like genuinely concerned for him. He's white, Annie. That's what happens to white people. Our ears just are pink. (laughs) Red recognize red. (laughs) Also, I can't find the budget of this movie. This movie is just. I guess you can't find the fucking date of anyone's fucking himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeffrey Boy Chapman paid for it himself with his drag race money. Honestly, I think he probably could have written something better than what was in this because it just feels like too many like stereotypes. Also, okay. I, I do think that old man was the grandpa to the lesbian couple because when Jeffrey Boy Chapman breaks into this man's house after he's died, this is after the old man gives him a blank piece of paper, which you don't know what's on the blank piece of paper until he, um, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman finds out yeah. by getting water on it. He, he picks up this picture and it's like the lesbians and then the daughter and then this old man. So I'm like, is this, are they related? But then the grandson is there and the grandson seems upset that the granddad is dead, but is also like gay. Okay, so maybe it's just because, you know, white people and we're all like this, yeah. but maybe it was the casting. Did y'all also get confused between the grandson and the boyfriend? Because Yes, I was literally about to say that. I thought they were the same same person. person, And then it was like, he's gay? But now now that you say that, I thought that the the boyfriend was also gay too, like hinting towards it. No, they were different, fully different characters. No, I noticed that they were different, but I also was getting a gay vibe from the boyfriend because he was like, oh, we can wait. So I was like, oh, maybe he's a faggot. Also, (laughs) what was that whole thing where like, because... It's unclear towards the end, like what's reality and what's Malik losing it, and then what's the curse. But like what what we know to be absolutely factual is that those pictures of him were taken with the grandson doing kinky stuff. Yeah. How did that happen? So we don't call, know because we know that the call is real and it's filled with like immortal cannibals who hate like people of color and gays. Well, yeah. they they hate what. So what they do is they hate. They, they drive fear for what's like typical of the moment. So like during the 90s and 80s, they're like, everyone hates gays. So like 
it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a, a shocker if they did something bad and they just ended up dead. Like it was something easy for them to cover, is what right. I was. And getting. so in the Oregon Trail days, they went after cholera because everyone was you know running. Yeah, scared. well, and uh, you know during like the Black Plague area, they they were framing rats. So. <laughs> right. It was an easy time for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's like really a lot to comprehend. So uh, I was gonna say like going back to how we thought the grandson and the boyfriend were the same person. I literally have like a note from like the scene where he was talking about like his grandfather. Cause I called oh, yeah. for reference, I called the boyfriend, uh, the boyfriend's character's name in my notes is Sig Guy. Cause he had like the cigarette at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Sig Guy talks about grandpa. And I was like, oh wait, is that a different guy? Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. as the, the grandson, yeah, the grandson is like over at Jeffrey's house, and he's like hugging him, like, "Oh, I missed my grandpa." But also, he teleports. Yeah, yeah there was a it's... lot of teleportation in this movie. This teleportation. I just, I was confused what anything was. Like I, this movie was so muddy and murky, and like at like the way that everything just turns on a dime like they never finish a storyline so it was like this grandson kind of creepy maybe part of the cult we don't know because he's gay now and then the husband comes home and then we can't finish that story because the husband goes oh we haven't played with someone in a while and you're like what and then it just it's yeah because like Aaron walks in on them like hugging and stuff because it looks like he's like kissing the guy Oh, he started, like, biting his neck or something. Yeah. Well, I was, like, I don't know, because, like, Malik has, like, a a hickey on him, but he doesn't know what it's from. But I think it was from that, like, weird BDSM thing that we didn't get to see. We just saw it through Polaroid pictures. Was he, like, roofied or something? Well, he was drugged during the movie. They switched his prescription at the end. Like, you you see it at the end when he's at the hotel or the motel. Sorry, not, not to offend any hotels out there. He had, he was like, they switched my medicine. So, I thought that um, that meant his like husband. But no, that makes way more sense. No, they, yeah. they like switched his medicine. Oh, so. so then that's, that's definitely, it's just like, I think that they tried to be subtle and like show rather than tell us what was happening, but they had so many ideas that you can't just hint at all of their conclusions. You kind of just have to be like, and this is how that worked out. Otherwise you have to watch the movie like three times to figure out everything. Yeah, which we don't want to suffer through that. <laughs> and if you haven't watched this movie and you're listening to this podcast, I don't think you really need to. You don't. Um, don't do it. You Our know, explanation and how confusing it is, is exactly how it was just watching the movie. Yeah, we're, we're kind of all over the place with this podcast. And it's honestly because this movie is kind of all over the place too. Yeah. I just wrote down in very big words, I am cringing. Oh my God. Because this is when Aaron insists that Malik go over to like the, then both go over to Tiffany and Marshall's house to have like dinner or whatever. And they're just talking about like, yeah, being gay is tough. And the couple's like, we love gay. We support gay. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. We, we love everybody for at least 24 minutes. And we've been on this planet for probably a hundred years because it turns out they're immortal too. They're immortal. Yeah. I, ugh. That just I, came out of nowhere. <laughs> I wanted to like this movie. Same. Also, where was this town? Where what? Where was the location? Who are any of these people? Yeah, like what? I will say the daughter is an ally because later in the movie she does get in a fist fight with a girl that does like she likes she likes this boy that she's been seeing, 
And she gets in a fight with another girl because the girl was like, oh, you don't want to hang out with her because she's going to give you AIDS or something because her parents are gay, which they also mentioned like, oh, we're high, like they think we're high risk and they think that we shouldn't be taking care of the daughter. I was like, this is too much y'all are throwing in here, especially from straight people, I'm assuming, straight people who are writing this movie. It's a lot to be throwing in, but um, just wanted to stand Kayla for punching a girl for being homophobic. Uh... Being a girl boss, I would be. I would be friends with that girl boss in high school. Yeah, me too. Uh, I would not eat her stomach though, because that's what happened. I would also not go over to her house. Yeah, Uh, there, there was a lot of people in her living room, and that's just not my thing. Again, the budget of this movie must have been super low, because like, they moved into a huge house, Mm -hmm. and there was like nothing in it. Like there were, it's never fully like unpacked. It was sort of like there's a huge room with like a couch. And like a plant. Real quick, we are going to go to a break. So when we come back, Winnie, Annie, and myself are going to talk more about how disorganized our notes are because we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Period, ugly. Annie, you haven't done this before. So Annie, would you like to welcome us back from the ad break? Welcome back from the break. We are still talking about <laughs> we are still talking about this absolute uh bird shit of a movie. Um yeah. That that's offensive back. to birds and their shit. Okay. Yeah, a bird died <laughs> in the making of this movie, literally. Oh yes. yeah, I think they hit it and it made the spiral. A fun yeah. fact about birds, they poo and pee out of the same hole. It's just what they don't it's not separate right so they don't have a separate thing they that's why the poop is liquidy did you know that platypi uh don't have buttholes and they're a specific kind of animal that leach out their poop from their skin platypi love it oh perry the platypus so nice of you to shit on me (laughs) you are you okay so you've let's get this straight you've done scarily good jennifer coolidge jennifer big boulet now fucking Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Oh, Perry the Platypus. It's so nice. Oh, Annie, Atomic Annie. It's so nice to see Winnie. No, the, the reason I know that this budget is low is because we don't get any scenes outside of the house, another person's house, a bonfire, and then the throwback scene of like- There were Malik's like four trauma. sets. Or then there was like that motel room that was definitely not a set. They definitely like rented a motel. Yeah. And then there was also um, that like weird, you could, this was just the apex of how cheap the movie was. When he was in the like weird county jail, it looked like he was at Disneyland. Yeah, it looked like a park, like jail of like, oh, you pooped on the, uh, you know, on the bathroom floor. Yeah. Winnie, are you high? (laughs) On melatonin, yes. (laughs) Oh my God, honestly, that's, there's also this other, other underlying thing of Jeffrey Boyd Chapman is, uh, I guess, a biography writer, like a ghost writer. And the client that he has is homophobic. So he's just dealing with that. So that's another thing that they put in this blender to, you know, for everyone to consume. There's just like, don't, I just, I just wrote down, don't trust these white people. I mean, that's basically the movie in a nutshell. Yeah, he, Jeffrey Boyd Chapman is like on the phone with Liam, this guy, and he keeps talking to him about the situation, which you're like, okay, this is weird. And then as the movie progresses, especially to like the motel scene, 
it's like this file or this phone number can't, you know, you can't connect to this phone number. So I was like, okay, did he ghost him? And it's like, no, Liam's dead. Right. It was just like, they had so many ideas, but then none of them had satisfying endings. Yeah. I'm confused what the cult, like, like the history of this cult was. They kill people every 10 years, which very coincidental for like a group of gay people to come in, at least for the past two times, they were gay couples. It seems like every time, was it as every time? That- every single time. And then at the end, like like you said, whatever the hatred of like the moment was, like when the couple that comes in at the end and that like see the CDs that Malik left, they were Middle Eastern and that was like right around like at post 9-11. Yeah, I was like, not this. Right. Not this, no, no, not a fan we of this We were like, idea. we need to include oh. some more representation. So let's do it in this weird, lazy way. I hated that. Uh, I, I just wrote hated down, I hated that. I I don't know if you can see, but I wrote, I, I hate I this hate so large. I. I, oh my God, that was just like really annoying to just throw in like, okay, Islamophobia. Okay, anyways, back to the faggotry of this movie. Uh, Aaron gaslights Jeffrey a lot. Jeffrey decides to go into his own detective work by going to the library, which I was like, okay, this is definitely an old period part because he's like on this old ass computer, like looking up this information that would have been easy to Google. But I was like, oh, Google's like not a thing. Um, he finds out these lesbians were murdered 10 years ago. So he goes to lesbian house, which also there's, I never brought this up. There's a lot of like stock footage of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman just running around town, which I know they just filmed that all in one day of him just yeah. running around. He was like, I ate, there's a scene with pizza. I need, <laughs> I need to contrast it. It's just a bunch of stock footage of white people staring at him. Yeah. He's running with like this very clearly like fake sweat that they put on his hoodie. Yeah. You see that it was like a diamond of sweat like on his clavicle. It was so weird. I mean, I do sweat like that, so I'm not going to say nothing, but. Just on the collarbone. <laughs> yeah. Winnie, what were you about to say? Oh, I don't. We were talking about lesbians and sweat and running a lot. I already mentioned the gay ghost giving the tapes to, <laughs> to, 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 to Jeffrey, but... I guess he was just high. I guess those ghosts weren't real, or maybe he was just high on that acid. But, like, know. were they, though? Like, we have no way to... I want to, like, get in touch with the directors of this film. I, our narrator is not reliable. <laughs> no. Oh, this is when Aaron kicks him out. He Aaron kicks him out after because, like, he gets home and his hard drive is all fucked up and his computer and then Aaron's just standing outside and he's like I found these pictures of you cheating on me even though he was like waiting out there yeah I could have just said that (laughs) to circle it back to our beginning this was definitely the drag race down under of film it was so messy who are we rooting for I don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) right anyone but the racists plot twist they're all racist yeah they're all racist and homophobic this is when he picks up uh, Kayla from school. She got in a fight, takes her home, and then he stays in the motel because he got kicked out of the house. And I guess this, I I started picking it up because they mentioned the Bill Clinton era when, because he, he's, Jeffrey is in the car and he's staring at his partner, Aaron, in the house while he's listening to this homophobe speak in the car, like as he's like taking notes and he's just crying. 
about everything going on. This is trauma. Y'all put this man through trauma. This director and these writers, they put this man through trauma. Yeah, so much unnecessary turmoil. As like, obviously not the biggest fan of Mr. Boyer Chapman as like a personality on television, I will say like this, he did so much with so little. Like he was given not a lot to work with. And I thought like for what it was worth, I thought his performance was like pretty convincing when he wasn't doing that whole like, I'm a cool dad. Yeah, that was not convincing at all because like firewing. He seemed he seemed like just a few years older than the daughter. So it seemed like very awkward to hey Christine, I'm not like most dads, I'm a cool dad. (laughs) Like (laughs) this when he goes to the hotel, which suddenly he has a gun. He's a licensed gun owner all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, when I saw the gun, I was like, oh no, I don't know how this is gonna end, but I feel like it's not gonna end in in a good thing. And it didn't. But he almost no. shoots a random woman, like getting her keys. Like he thinks he it's like, like it's the, the devil. devil. <laughs> There's so much stuff thrown into this movie. It's just misdirect after misdirect. Also, before that, he goes to Marshall's house for advice, which I don't understand why you would do that, especially when you've already gotten weird vibes off of this guy. And Marshall starts teleporting. And then he's like, I saw the- Right. He he has- father, like son. Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't even his son. That was the other guy. But he could be. That's, we we don't even know. So he's also like, oh, I saw, uh, because he said that Aaron gave him his hard drive, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, And he's like, I saw some things on this folder on your hard drive. And uh, Malik is like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, I can keep a secret, but I'm not going to tell anyone. So I guess he was like suggesting like pedophilia. I don't know. I didn't get that at all. From his like hard drive. Like he was like, oh, we know how we think about you people. And we saw this hard drive on your computer. We wouldn't want people to find that out. Like it seemed like that's what I was getting. My take on that was like, they had footage of the BDSM stuff and they had put it on his hard drive. And, and you know what? Like, his husband probably would have yanked the chain to it. Yeah. What, do you, what did you think? What was your interpretation of that? Because I thought I was like, I thought that was pretty like, oh, they're trying to do that stereotype of gay people. I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like most of this movie, I was just too busy writing shit down. She was checked out for the entire film. <laughs> yeah. Time yeah. Contemplate the first scene. <laughs> Mind you, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's character looks really bad. Like he visibly looks like I've been crying and I'm also like drinking a lot. He's he like just goes simply gaunt. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> like he just walks away. This was like a performance that would like put you in the bottom on a drag race acting challenge. Like it was just <laughs> yeah. all around. However, <laughs> the writing of this movie seems like it would have been written by someone from drag race with those fucking dumbass like skits they do. Winnie agrees. <laughs> okay, now you're running. Pretend all these homophobes are looking at you. Nina, go to the corner. This is when Jeffrey Boy Chapman goes to the hotel. Sees the, he sees a couple ghosts. He's high and he's drunk because this is when he finds out that his medicine has been switched. So he's been drugged by the people of the town and Aaron doesn't believe him. And he's trying to call Liam. Liam's not picking up the phone because Liam is now dead. That we um, suddenly found out. Yeah, we, we get the cutscenes of like Jeffrey's character going up to his partner and like looking at his body and like he's visibly limp. So it's for us to assume that he's dead. And then Jeffrey's like, I got an idea. I'm going to drive to the house and I'm going to save Kayla because they're after Kayla now, which I didn't get that at all. So now he's high and drunk and at a party with a gun. 
Yeah. Which is, you know, a classic recipe for a good pride. When what happens? Yeah, gay right, just one. I was <laughs> first of all, I don't understand why at this point, like he didn't his husband's gaslighting him. Like no one really seems to believe him. I don't understand why he didn't just like leave. He would just been like, fuck, they just let him die. Yeah. Didn't get that either. I thought he should have left like forever ago. When he got kicked out, I'd have been like, okay, I'm not staying here. What was weird to me too, that I feel like after a while I thought about it in a different way was like for someone's just like seemingly pretty recent boyfriend of like a guy with a kid, he seemed super attached to like his not even stepdaughter, but like didn't even seem to like him that much. And then I was thinking, I was like, because of all the stereotypes in this movie, I feel like they needed to show like a gay person as this like really convicted, like, I don't know, that was not, not convicted. Important. <laughs> someone with convincing convincing <laughs> this, this they needed to show him as a convict they needed to show like a really convincing it was not not convincing but like a really intense like father figure yeah. but they did it with like a they set it up in a weird way because it was like this is just like this could be just like a girl walking down the street like it was there was no chemistry between them but yeah it was driven by his like love for this child. I know that they try to set it up and I feel like they should have built a little bit more onto that because it seemed like she just didn't like him, which is understandable. Like your dad is seeing this guy who's very young. And I think they try to make her seem a little bit more likable when she got in a fight with that girl. But clearly she doesn't really listen to him because he's like, you need to stay away from that family and you need to stay away from that guy. Cut to them making out. With a guy running in the background who I still don't know how that was supposed to factor in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get to this party. I literally wrote down, that was, this was the point. I literally, um, hold on, let me collect my thoughts for a second. This scene was wild. I literally have wrote down, um, at party, cult shit, shots fired. Oh boy, I can't watch this. Yeah. That was I, basically the scene in a nutshell. I wrote down understandable. a crazy thing. So he shows up to the party and Aaron's like, where have you been? And, you know, Malik is like, well, you, you kicked, kicked me, me out. out. And he was like, that was a week ago. I was like, what? I know. Is that fucking week? It was so uh, weird. I hate him. And then <laughs> he's like, I need to protect Kayla. And Tiffany's like, oh, well, it's her special day. Like thinking they're going to like kill her or something. Because everyone's staring at the only black person in this movie. They're staring at him like he's fucking insane. Which in this movie, in this part, he's kind of a little crazy. I was going to be, he came into the party like, uh, with like a gun. So yeah. Like, <laughs> and he walks up to Marshall and just fucking shoots him. And I was right like, the what chest, the dude. fuck? In front of everybody. This is a pretty populated in front party. Of the fucking salad. Yeah. Not in front of the salad. If they had said that, like if that woman popped up in a cutscene, just with the amount of stereotypes in this movie, I would not be surprised. And then I just wrote down, I'm very confused and Malik is arrested. And then right underneath that, I said, I hate this 15 minutes left of this movie. They had to wrap up so much in 15 minutes. And I frankly, I don't think they did. And okay. So Right after that, we get a scene of like Aaron and Kayla sitting down and they're like, we have to stick together. We got to get out of here. So they're going to move. And I just wrote down, I hope they kill Aaron because as Jeffrey is like in the cell, he's talking to Aaron. This is before Aaron gets home and talks to his daughter. And he's like, oh, I've been talking to Liam. And Aaron's like, who the fuck is Liam? He is like, my ex, like. And then that's when Aaron just like walks away. Cause I think 
Aaron knows that he's dead, that Aaron, or that Liam's at least dead. Because then we get that scene where it was like, it shows that he had died. Yeah. The extended flashback. Yeah, he gets gaslit more by by Aaron, which I feel yeah. very satisfied because when they're at the, ho- the house, it's Kayla and Aaron. Aaron finds a videotape of the lesbian and it's recounting basically everything that's happened to them that wasn't concealed to them because fucking... Malik didn't tell Aaron that they came into the house and broke in and wrote faggot on the wall. Which would have solved so many problems. Yeah, but he paints over it. We didn't bring this up, but Malik paints over faggot and it's like, nothing happened. Just thought like, this would be a nice color. He was like, I wanted eggshell. Like it was, it was yeah. so dumb. And he, Aaron gets this whole thing of like, everything that's happening is clicking. And then he goes into his living room and then there's just like people in there in hoods. And then he goes to his daughter's room. And he can't open the door. He can't open the door. And meanwhile, Marshall has walked into the the jail cell area and is telling him everything. Marshall's not dead because he's super fine. Better than ever. Some supernatural fucking being. And is saying like, hey, you know what's going to happen is your boyfriend and the daughter are going to be murdered and you have drugs in your system and we're going to make it seem like you killed them and that you killed yourself. And I was just like, okay, work. This is just how it's going to happen. And also what was weird is like there, I really think that they did stuff for aesthetic purposes, but like didn't actually tie it into the plot. So what was that like ceremony that they were doing? Cause it didn't seem like it was that kind of cult. It seemed like it was just like they had a 10 year rich. It was so unclear. Yeah. yeah. I just called it the Caucasian circle. Yeah. Well, the Caucasian <laughs> spiral. Okay. Make sure you Spir- <laughs> spirals are also mentioned in this movie. What does that have to do with anything? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Also like, during that the first Caucasian circle scene, um, spiral, there's just I think it was the grandson just like shimmying at the window for no reason, just like I forgot. Yeah, he's I was like, like what the fuck was that? So there, his house is right across the neighbor's house where they're doing this ritual. This is like in the beginning of the movie, and they're just like you know he's a jolly good fellow. Like they're just like in a circle, like chilling in a living room of some sort. And then they start really like rocking. Yeah. And Jeffrey Boy and Chapman is obviously looking at them across the street and the grandson is just staring at him. And then Jeffrey takes a photo with a Polaroid and of course it makes a flash because that's a Polaroid. And, which is at this point in the movie, I was like, just use your phone. Because yeah, I, yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, you're going to use this like fat flash camera. Yeah, he gets caught. But I was like, how did the grandson not see Jeffrey standing in I the window? I think he was in like a trance or something at that point. Oh, because he's gay. <laughs> which was story. unclear. Yeah, it's unclear. There's so many things going on in this movie. So, were we supposed to believe that that ceremony was what killed the grandpa? Okay, oh, yeah, because yeah, the grandpa died. died the next day. Yeah, yeah. You did all that just to kill an old man? I was don't he know. The sacrifice. I guess he was sacrificed, but it doesn't make sense because, like, why? Was the, the grandpa gay? <laughs> the grandpa. Well, that's because I thought he Watch was related. Ian McKellen was in this film. Yeah, Ian McKellen was the old man. I thought the old grandpa was related to the daughters, that's or to the, the lesbians. That's why I thought like he was that's why he was asking him to leave. But it didn't even like make sense because is the grandson was the grandson really a part of the cult or was he like in a trance? I, I need wanted you to explain this to me. I need to know answers. Literally, 
two minutes into this movie, I was like, it's not going to pass the Bechdel test. I can tell you right now. <laughs> it doesn't, but it, it doesn't. doesn't. The women in this film, there's only two. Yeah. There's a third who's mentioned off screen who gets beat up at the high school. Yeah. Which we never see, by the way. But they are fighting over a boy. Right. But they're fighting over a boy. And one of them is nameless and faceless. And then the other one is this, like, this fucking get out woman who greets them who just is the worst actress in this film, shockingly. To close out everything, the dad gets into Kayla's room and the boy that she liked is just eating her body. Like you see Kayla's like sprawled out body, like ripped open, which I was like, how did you not hear her screaming? And then we we lose the satisfaction of watching Aaron die because it's just a, a jump cut to 2005 and it's just Jeffrey Boyer Chapman doing a narration of like if you find these tapes and these clues read them like (laughs) that like sounded like him though yeah he he leaves all these messages and clues on the cd that they it's a blank cd that they put that Jeffrey puts in the attic which I don't know when he did that because the last we see of Jeffrey like actually in the present that we know is when he's in the jail cell like just basically like well i'm gonna be killed i think the implication was that they had killed aaron and then went back for jeffrey and then killed him in the house but he didn't have time to just sit everything together like when did he do that i bet he did that like as the movie progressed like i bet as he figured it out he was like i'm gonna do this like when what? he saw the, the lesbian ghost yeah when he when do you think the lesbian ghost told him to do this i i just <laughs> What? <laughs> when he did the, the like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm frozen. I don't. We we got two queer representations. We got gay men and gay dead lesbians. So it's represent. It, it's something. And then now it's 2005. This Middle Eastern family has moved into this house. And this white family has just, oh, the thing that, that made it click for Aaron was in the videotape. They see the same family, like the same age. Like, oh, oh, our daughter's hanging out with that boy. They're so cute together. And it's like 10 years ago and he's still the same age. So everyone's still the same age because they're like demons. (laughs) Like bigotry bigotry demons? Like (laughs) bigotry (laughs) demons. Immortal bigots. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully that family got out of there in 2005. I hate that they went with that at the end. That just really did not. What are the fucking odds? What are the odds that every 10 years they're like, oh, some you know, you know, specific group of people will move into our tiny home and we will kill them. Maybe they're like really good at like posting Zillow ads. Super friendly, open to all, will not write dykes this or house, faggot. We believe that yeah. science is real. Yeah. Love is love. <laughs> More progressive. I also, I love that they sprinkled in again because gay, like they're in the Polaroid pictures. There was also like a kinky element. And I was the whole time I like, <laughs> this movie was also like, it took a very quick turn and was like, no, can't get pride. And then it like continued. Oh, on. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that was this movie. Yeah. What is Winnie? Sickening. <laughs> what? Get, I was like, oh, we should prepare like our top like by like favorite moments or something that stuck out. But like. <laughs> I, you know, there was some moments that I did like, like I liked some build up to some things. I think they should have either went with like, he's crazy. Like if they're going to just go stupid, just either go, he's crazy. And none of this was real, which I would have hated that. 
or just yeah, go with that? like the whole cult thing but not end it with him in jail and just like writing it off that like these are bigoted demons <laughs> there was no satisfaction to this film i it did was- not come from this movie no we were left with blue balls Winnie, how would you yeah. have fixed this movie? Like, what, 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 di- there was like six different directions. Canceled it. Canceled. Well, you know, he already got canceled off of one show. So let's, he's oh, got to get his gig somehow. No, JBC's fine. Just like the movie itself. We Again, need, I think we need, he did fine with what he was given. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think he did bad. I mean, yeah. I don't really hate him. I know a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. Um, and I understand for like what we've seen on a reality TV show, but it's a reality tv show and i don't it's yeah reality tv shows aren't real and also from what i understand he he was like kind of playing a character on dragon yeah Zone. like yeah. he was acting up which you know whatever made it interesting yeah we were talking about it um yeah. but i thought what you were saying annie i thought he did pretty good at the end of the movie because he's convincingly playing someone who's Spiral. spiraling did you just get that? You are the little yeah! spiral detective the entire time and you didn't get the title? I have the mind of a mastermind. I really do. <laughs> I'm so I really creative do. like that. I'm so creative like that. Like what I was saying, I think I was just taking it like, if we're going to do cult shit, go with the cult shit. If you're, if, or if you're going to do a homophobic thing, just stick with homophobia. Don't be adding in all these other equations don't make it a cult. maybe just don't make it a cult just make it be like these are homophobes okay or just be like we like to terrorize new people who come into this town i would have actually loved it if they were like we're actually not homophobic we just don't like outsiders you know what i mean we're, we're yeah. not homophobic we just hate you yeah <laughs> something like that i know i was like that would have actually been like something to like switch it up even though they display racism in this movie and homophobia. So it's just like, what trauma are these white people are profiting off of this trauma? To, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I cannot imagine that they profited very much off of this film. No, not at all. Someone made money somewhere, probably. Yeah. It, but, it just felt icky. The yeah. whole thing felt like they were using really serious topics for a very cheap disorganized movie yeah for a movie that literally has 99 percent white people in it there are there's only two black actors and they're technically played by they're playing the same person right one of them has no lines except for like no stop yeah yeah not this i just think um i just think the writers and the director were trying a little too hard to be jordan peele that's where the budget of this movie went sending jordan peele royalty checks yeah this reminds me of that them tv show or whatever on amazon prime that just looked like it looked like it was supposed to be like us and it was just like they called it them them yeah Yeah. what it was very like it just seemed like a bunch of trauma and i I didn't like it for that that karen movie that the twitter was oh i saw that today too that felt like this like this was like a movie it's literally called karen and like so next, the, so next and week. the woman in the movie just looks like Edna Mode. Yeah, she's like, you what did they? What did they call me? To, you need, to, you need to do a review of that movie on this podcast. You have Karen? to week now. What does it come out? It's not out, is it? It's going to be such an unbelievable turd of a movie. But this movie, you know, it it has some queer representation. You know, a straight person probably saw this movie and was like, how they're treating those faggots is wrong. And that's something, that's something at least for them to watch. 
but as someone who is in the community, I don't think that's the representation I would like to see. Yeah. This had the same energy as Wendy Williams going, you know, shout out to people with social anxiety. I kind of feel bad for you. Like that, <laughs> this had the same equivalent <laughs> for gay people. Yeah. Oh, oh she passed away? Oh, oh okay. Oh, all right. Oh, that was the energy. All right. <laughs> oh, she passed away? <laughs> oh, okay. We, we, hi, we love gay. We love gay. And it's <laughs> awesome. And it's this awesome. This, like woman going up to this lesbian couple. She goes, oh, wonderful. Hashtag love wins, right? like that's what this felt like yeah it it was very much like that annie how would you have taken this movie like at the halfway point before you see ghosts before you see demons people teleporting like where would you have taken this movie i think i would have taken it more in a way of like this is such an obscure reference have you ever seen the movie hot fuzz it's like this english comedy with like Mm -hmm. sean not sean penn Sean Mendes. No, ew. Right. Another gay representation. Sean Mendes. Right, Pride Month. Um, There's this, it's like this movie and like the whole thing is like, there's these like series of crazy murders that are happening. Turns out it's like the whole town. Yeah. And I feel like something like that would have been good with this where like, it turns out there's nothing supernatural going on. The whole town is just like super bigoted, super racist. And like, just in the nick of time, Malik figures out a way to prove to his partner and to his kid that that's what's going on. Yeah. And they escape in time. I thought that was going to happen. I, for some reason, I watched a trailer and I thought that was what happened. But then, like that was what, what it was going to build to most of the movie. Yeah. I thought that they were going to have like this whole moment where they're like killing all these cult members that, you know, right. someone's going to triumph, like be triumphant. But no, it doesn't happen. Also, his name is Simon Pegg. Sean um, Cody. Yeah, Sean and Cody. Sean. That's who I was thinking of. Classic um, religious people, Sean and Cody. I mean, they. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they they dipped into some of the production for this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I actually kind of do like that concept of just like, okay, we know what's happening. Let's try and fight back or something. Or if if we're not gonna prevail, at least make it like come worthy. You know, right? Make, yeah. make me come. Make me squirt. Right. Rub my nipples till they hurt. You know, let's. <laughs> but that was this movie. I would not recommend it. I no, usually, I never say that. I never say I would never recommend a, a movie, but I would not recommend this movie. However, if you have recommendations for queer centric movies or something like that, something queer related, please. That's good. Please send it. Because we did perfection before, and the perfection is. Like it's pretty good representation of lesbians yeah. in a movie. It was still written and created by a man, but it's still like okay, like people. It's characters that you like, and in this movie, I wanted Aaron to die. Kayla seemed kind of cool, but then she had her, you know, her whole body ripped open, which was pretty good prosthetics. That's probably where all that money went to. It really was. They had like the rib cage and everything. Mm-hmm. That uh, was, that actually gave me Midsommar vibes. That like one scene, like it. They really took from a lot of different other movies here. i i really like that part and because many. i wasn't expecting it i didn't know what the fuck we were gonna find when he opened that door to get into kayla's room so i kind of like that like what the fuck moment but it was just like they threw in the paranormal like we way were, too much paranormal that i think was the biggest problem that, that there were paranormal things and it like that just was not necessary yeah yeah they just threw like every like possible horror trope into this movie yeah, that was popularized in a few past years. Literally, like, they were giving us, like, the soundtrack from the fucking Shining. 
Just yeah. be raw with like ambient music. Yeah, it was literally like a now like 22 playlist, like something like that. It's like, and we got this hit and we're putting so that fun. one over there. I mean, if you are a of someone of the queer descent, please make a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I, camp. This this movie was I need to I need to watch a better movie. <laughs> yeah. I know I need to like fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, honestly, like I feel like with the plot line of this movie, you could fix it, but I kind of don't want to see trauma that's centered around people because they're black or because they're gay. I'd rather be like, it's a couple and they're getting terrorized just because for the hell of it. That's why I would have liked it if they were just like, oh, we don't hate you because you're gay. We just don't like you. We're just fucking crazy. No, you were crazy. Uh, Why, like literally the plot of like the strangers. Why are you doing this? Because you were home, bitch. We don't care. That movie is so good, and yeah. I feel like they should have, of all the horror movies they took from, it should have been, like, if you wanted to do the whole... Home gay, invasion, yeah. Home, it should have been, like, more of, like, a home invasion thing centered around this family's identity. Hold on a second. We need to write a script. Yeah. I've written a script before. It was, like, fucking 60 pages or 80 pages. I don't remember. We can do it. Let's this do movie, it. This movie, the sequel... The spiral too. Use it better, maybe. Not been in race. Unite. Let's do it. Obsessed with how English people just say non-binary. No, how do they say it? Non-binary. Non-binary. Uh, oh wait, non-binary. I love that. Um, non-binary. Oh, well, that's how Jenny Lemon says it. She says she goes. I'm non-bins. Non-bins. Oh non-bins. my god, I love that. I'm stealing that. Okay, where? Winnie, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Winnie's World, W-R-L-D, with that. With, okay, I just dissociated for a second. You can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Bitch, at... much, are you ODing on fucking melatonin? <laughs> yes. Whatever Malik took. <laughs> oh <my>, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot that, like, sorry to interrupt. I totally forgot he was, like, having a sexy shower scene with his partner, and then his partner really wasn't there. Yeah, that's where Sean Cody came in. Kayla was like, bitch, get out of the bathroom. This I was just, like, wait, they're fucking like in the regular bathroom. This should have been just just been a porn. This, you know, this movie just I can write porn. that script. I know someone. Yeah. I know someone who works for Cocky Boy. So I can I can probably send that. Your connections. Yes. Uh my shout Ooh. out to my friend Tana Reed. Um, connections. I know that name. Tana oh, Reed. Oh my god. If you know Tana Reed, um, shout out to Tana Reed. Um, they're on Cocky Boys now. So Tana was supposed to be a guest on the yeah, Tanner was supposed to be a guest like forever ago, but we just are really bad at messaging each other. So that's fair. But yeah, where do we where do we find you? I interrupted you to talk about <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at she underscore Winnie, and I occasionally post on there, but it's not that interesting work <laughs> Winnie also <laughs> created the uh intro to this podcast so, i did yeah just sickening by the way limp wrist oh do you listen Thank to this you. podcast <laughs> yes oh work i didn't know that it's queens and horror movies yeah perfect the yeah and honestly like most of my guests like do not listen to the podcast <laughs> So, like, Winnie is, of course, one of them. And my previous guest, um, my friend Becca, also listens to the podcast. 
Um, and then probably like two other guests. Hello, Uglies. Annie, Atomic Annie, in this episode. Wait, you said you listen to the podcast. Good. If you listen to the podcast, you would know that I do that voice because yeah. I've done it many a times. You just yeah, got I've listened to three episodes. I didn't say everyone. <laughs> you got myth busted. I've done that voice so many times. Hello, Uglies. Wait, but are you Naughty Big chance. Boulet or Big Boulet? I'm Big Boulet, of course. He's the one that sounds like Kermit the Frog mixed in with that little Martian guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Martian? The little Martian? Yeah, Marvin the Martian. Yeah, character. Marvin. Okay. Yeah. You know the Martian guy? Yeah, Marvin the Martian. The Martian? <laughs> mix, mix Atomic Annie. Where can we find you? Um, Underscore Atomic Annie, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And then you can also find me every Friday at the site of the Chernobyl accident. I'll be there just waiting. Oh, work. <gasps> Chernobyl Diaries. Isn't that a movie? Or is it just Chernobyl? Your next review. It has Jesse McCartney in it. Oh my God. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nah. There's a movie called Chernobyl. I think it's Chernobyl Diaries or something. How do you I'm still waiting for a drag queen to name herself Char Noble. Cher Noble. Cher. You only do a Cher impression like over a Russian accent. Like you don't have to find some angle. You wow. should review it. Review it. I thought it was camp. This um, movie was, oh, was camp. camp. This okay. Also, people throw a, that word camp all over Twitter. I'm like, y'all don't even know what you're talking about. But this movie is definitely a trip. A gay trip. It's a trip. I don't know that I would uh I wouldn't personally go on again. Yeah, yeah. Not no. It was a bad trip. But now I think about it, I'm like, maybe I want to write a, a, a script to a movie. Y'all inspired me. Yeah. You should do this, Same. but with drag queens, like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, but the drag queens instead of like going across the country in their fucking van they just go into this like sad pink house and this but i i want it i i don't want drag queen even brought up i want him to just be like out there like in drag and they don't even mention it they're like just like as far as the other people know they're just weird women yeah yeah and they get out of drag sometimes i mean unless it's gonna be like too long food they're just not out of drag in that movie like uh, right, like you never see like people. You're just supposed to believe like Wesley Snipes just wakes lady. up. He just wakes up. <laughs> Wait, wakes up in full beat. Could you imagine? My face would feel so crusty and crunchy. Sleeping in drag. Have you done it before? I've never done it. No, I. What's the longest you've been in drag? And I know yours is much longer than me because I've been doing drag for like two minutes. The longest I've been in drag for a day was probably when I had a. I got prepared for a photo shoot that was like, I got ready around probably like, I started around noon and the, the photo shoot was probably finished around three or something like that. And I laid down in bed um, after the photo shoot and then I had a gig at 11 and I didn't get home until like three. So I took off my makeup probably around two. So almost, wow. yeah, definitely over 12 hours. I think I was gonna say the longest for me is probably eight or nine, but yeah, that's that seems like the the general thing. I mean, like if you're just like getting ready and going to a gig and then just sitting there, yeah, I don't recommend it though. <laughs> Similarly to this movie, yeah, don't recommend yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm Tara Card. That's T E R R A H C A R D. You can find me on most platforms under that name, except for Twitter. You can find me under Stay on the Line T C. And on Instagram, you can find this podcast under Stay on the Line podcast and that's about it if you guys have any questions or any comments um any scary stories anything like that you can also send voice memos to me on anchor if you find the podcast stay on the line 
on Anchor, there's an option where you can send voice messages to me and I can put it on the podcast. No trauma, though. Please, no trauma. We're spiraling. Moida. I'm spiraling, too. Moida. Um, <laughs> okay, I talked about the podcast closing. Um, work. If you guys have any suggestions about movies, anything like that, please message me on Instagram or on Twitter. Movies that are definitely better than this one. And until next time, make sure y'all stay on the line. Bye. Bye.